welcome to From Realms of Glory, a Christmas audio series tracing promises about the coming of the Messiah until his arrival in Bethlehem of Judea. I'm Dr. J.J. Routley, Professor of Bible and Theology at Emmaus Bible College in Dubuque, Iowa. It's December 8th, and we're continuing our examination of Old Testament passages predicting the coming of the Messiah. Yesterday, we looked at the prediction of Balaam, of a star from Jacob, a scepter from Israel, a Hebrew ruler who would come and crush his enemies. At this point, it would be helpful to quickly review what we've seen in our first week looking at these Old Testament promises. Genesis 3.15 revealed the promise of God to Adam, Eve, and the serpent that the descendant of the woman, in spite of suffering the pain of being bruised on his heel, would one day crush the head of the serpent. The life of Abraham revealed God's covenantal promises to Abram and his family that he would give him offspring and make him into a great nation, that kings would come from him, that he would be a blessing to others, and that ultimately all the peoples of the earth would be blessed through his descendant. We saw how God spoke through both Jacob and Balaam to predict the coming king of Israel, who would be a descendant of the tribe of Judah in distant days, receiving tribute and crushing his enemies. The anticipation of the Christ, according to the Old Testament, is an anticipation of an Israelite human king who would rule over his people and bless all the world through his reign. That's what the word Christ means. It's the Greek form of the Hebrew word Messiah, and both words mean an anointed one, a ruler, or king. Thus, the anticipation of the Christ is an anticipation of a king. The Christmas hope was a political hope for the people of Israel. They wanted an actual, physical ruler to reign over them. In our verse today, however, we will see that God had more in mind than simply sending them a serpent-killing Savior. Back in the garden, when Adam and Eve were tempted, the serpent deceived them. That much is true. But it was their own determination, their own choice, their own volition that violated God's commandment. The greatest adversary that humanity has, therefore, is not anything external to itself, but instead our sin that resides within us. So, God had brought Israel out of Egypt and set them at the brink of the promised land on the eastern shore of the Jordan. This is the background of the book of Deuteronomy at the end of Moses' life. It is in this setting that Moses prophesied of the spiritual interests of the coming Messiah. In Deuteronomy chapter 18, verses 15 through 18, we read the following. The Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me from among you, from your brothers. It is to him you shall listen, just as you desired of the Lord your God at Horeb on the day of the assembly when you said, Let me not hear again the voice of the Lord my God, or see this great fire any more, lest I die. And the Lord said to me, They are right in what they have spoken. I will raise up for them a prophet like you from among their brothers, and I will put my words in his mouth, and he shall speak to them all that I command him. Deuteronomy chapter 18, verses 15 through 18. In this incredible Old Testament passage, Moses recounts the events that had transpired almost 40 years before at Mount Sinai, when the Lord brought the people to that mountain. After they had escaped from Pharaoh at the Red Sea, he told Moses 
to consecrate the people to hear the voice of the Lord in Exodus chapter 19 and verses 10 through 15. Then the Lord appeared to the entire nation of Israel and spoke the words of the Ten Commandments that are given for us in Exodus chapter 20, so that all the people of Israel could hear them. After the Lord spoke these words, the people responded in verses 18 through 21 of Exodus 20 by saying, Now when all the people saw the thunder and flashes of lightning and the sound of the trumpet and the mountain smoking, the people were afraid and trembled, and they stood far off and said to Moses, You speak to us, and we will listen, but do not let God speak to us, lest we die. Moses said to the people, Do not fear, for God has come to test you, that the fear of him may be before you, that you may not sin. The people stood far off while Moses drew near to the thick darkness where God was. The people wanted a mediator to speak to God on their behalf since their encounter with the holy God of Israel was so terrifying they never wanted to repeat it. The Lord says to Moses in Deuteronomy 18 that Israel was right to fear him. In this context, God promises to raise up a prophet like Moses from among his brothers. This prophet would have the very words of God in his mouth and would speak to Israel all that God would command him. There would be a prophet who was to come, a prophet like Moses who knew God intimately, face to face, and his words would be the words of God communicated to the people. In Acts chapter 3, the apostle Peter applies this prediction to Jesus. He says there, Moses said, The Lord God will raise up for you a prophet like me from your brothers. You shall listen to him in whatever he tells you, and it shall be that every soul who does not listen to that prophet shall be destroyed from the people. And all the prophets who have spoken from Samuel and those who came after him also proclaimed these days, You are the sons of the prophets and of the covenant that God made with your fathers, saying to Abraham, And in your offspring shall all the families of the earth be blessed. God, having raised up his servant, sent him to you first to bless you by turning every one of you from your wickedness. Acts chapter 3, verses 22 through 26. Jesus, then, is the prophet like Moses who was to come into the world. Messiah was to be not only a political ruler, but a mouthpiece of Yahweh himself, speaking to humanity the very words of the Lord. The child in the Christmas manger is the greatest of the prophets who would speak all the words of God perfectly to mankind. Truly, the author to the Hebrews said it best when he wrote, Long ago, at many times and in many ways, God spoke to our fathers by the prophets. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his Son, whom he appointed the heir of all things. Hebrews chapter 1, verses 1 and 2. Thank you for joining us for this episode of From Realms of Glory, a Christmas podcast. For more information about Emmaus Bible College, please visit Emmaus.edu. If you've been enjoying this audio series, take a few moments to give us a strong rating wherever you listen to podcasts, and please share us with your family and friends on social media. Tomorrow, we fast forward several hundred years and pick up with messianic promises made to a shepherd king. 